0: Thank you for that song. Amen. John chapter number 17, and uh, she's my favorite singer. I enjoy that. You know, every night when I go to sleep, she sits in a corner on a chair and sings like that. Uh, as I go off into dreamland. And uh, y'all wish you had somebody to do that, but I'm blessed. and uh, So no, it's like something's never changed. You never it's never put the laundry away. <laughs> uh, that's what she's mean when she's singing it from the corner over there. And uh, I'm thankful for that song. It's a blessing. And, and it, it's a comfort, the words of that song, uh, in a, a changing world that you just, every single day, just crazy, and uh, to to know that we have uh, some things uh, that don't change is, is a, a huge, huge blessing uh, from the Lord. And of course, He being the greatest of them all, uh, the unchanging God. We're in John chapter number 17, and I'm going to try not to be too terribly long tonight. I've got uh, seven kind of uh, points to bring from this passage of Scripture, uh, and this is the Lord's prayer. This is Jesus's prayer uh, for His people. I'm thankful for God who intercedes for me, who prays for me. And there's even one spot in here that's just, to me, even more fascinating than the other points that we'll get into as we go along through this. But what we'll do is we're going to read most of the chapter, but we'll begin reading in verse number 9. and You can remain seated this evening for the reading of this passage. In verse number 9 of John, chapter number 17... I pray for them, and I pray not for the world, but for them which Thou hast given me, for they are Thine, and all Mine are Thine, and Thine are Mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to Thee, Holy Father, keep through Thine own name those whom Thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in in Thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the Son of perdition, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come, uh, and now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless our time together tonight from your word. Uh, Please, in Jesus' name, uh, amen. As I mentioned this morning, uh, what we typically would call the Lord's Prayer from the Gospels uh, in uh, Matthew, in particular, we think of uh, as uh, the Lord's Prayer. You know, the Lord's my shepherd, and uh, excuse me, that's Psalm 23. What's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, anyways, uh, uh, he's that's the model prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, and uh, etc. It's not what he prayed. This is what Jesus prayed, and when you read it. Uh, And you really kind of um, meditate on what uh, he is saying. It's a lot of great stuff. It's a lot of deep stuff. Uh, And it is uh, a huge, huge blessing to us uh, as children uh, of God. Uh, And uh, what I want to do is just give us just seven things that he prayed here. uh, And and then we'll close out uh, for the evening. uh, And you'll go home and uh, we're going to be up uh, this evening cooking. So pray for us uh, tonight. I made the mistake. Of, of closing my eyes for an hour this afternoon, uh, and, uh, uh, and I'm really uh, suffering from it, amen, uh, amen. All right, so the first prayer uh, that we read in this part uh, of John chapter number 17 is what we find in verse number 11, and uh, he says that, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, I am come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, and they, that they may be one as we are. Now, we believe as, uh, as Christians uh, in the Word of God, the Word of God is our final rule of faith and practice. Um, we believe that Jesus saves. Uh, we don't save people. We can witness to them. I've, I've had people say in the past to me, you know, uh, Pastorino, thank you for saving me. Uh, and I remind them that I didn't save them, uh, that Jesus saves them. I just give them uh, what the Word of God says, and they Uh, they do that with the Lord. It's the Lord that saves them. Um, But it's also the Lord that keeps us. Uh, We believe uh, in eternal security. Um, We had some visitors today, a number of visitors, which I'm thankful for, and I spoke with some after uh, the service who uh, come from a Pentecostal background. Uh, And a lot of people who come from Pentecostal backgrounds, apostolic uh, backgrounds, there's... um, um, the Church of Nazarene, other places, they, a lot of them don't believe in eternal security. Uh, and, and for me, that's, uh, it's sad because uh, the scriptures have a lot uh, to say on the topic. Uh, but I believe that when a person gets saved, that they're, they're always saved. They're sealed under the, under the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, we're in our, you know, our father's hand. We illustrate it often with children. Uh, I will, I put, you know, one day I'm going to find a real tough kid uh, we can break through, but uh, I you know, put a, uh, a coin in my hand and do this, and, uh, and then I cover it with this hand. So I'm am in, am in Jesus' hand. It's in my Father's hand. Then I'll have somebody else go and wrap their hands around me, uh, on my hands, and say, that's the Holy Spirit of God. And then I'll challenge them and say, get that coin out of there. And like I say, uh, this one kid's going to eat his Wheaties one day and, uh, and rip through it all and uh, break my hands. Uh, but uh, the illustration is, is that we're kept by him uh, and, uh, and in his name. Uh, In fact, uh, there was, I shared this at the beginning part of choir Uh, years ago. We're in famous Dave's restaurant, and there's a group, there's a church here. It's called New Testament Christian Church, and many of you are probably familiar with them. Uh, they are apostolic, and uh, they have men sit on one side, women sit on the other side, and uh, they have all the uh, the big hair and uh, and all the different things. and uh, And uh, and I'm I'm for you know me I'm for separation I'm for uh, dress standards and uh, and whenever I see people in restaurants or in uh, Walmart or whatever, uh, and they look like they're Christians, and you can tell. I'm not talking about, less, you know, wearing I love Jesus shirt, uh, but you can just tell they go to church somewhere. In fact, I did it the other night at a restaurant. I said, "Hey, where'd you guys go to church?" And they said, "We're Jehovah's Witnesses," and I said, "Me too. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I witnessed for Jehovah," uh, and it was just kind of an awkward thing. You know, uh, I thought they come from church, and I'm like, "Oh, sorry to break up the uh, cult meeting," uh, and uh, but, anyways. Uh, the, um, so I'll, I'll point out, I'll ask people. In fact, uh, I was talking with those folks at the restaurant, uh, the one I was mentioning uh, years ago. Uh, and, and I told the people, they're all there. And it was like, there might have been like 20 of them and, uh, uh, that were there at the time. I said, I'll tell you what, I said, if you can, uh, to the pastors, or if there was three pastors that were there. I said, if you, if you guys could just tell me what you say. Uh, to people in your church, to get them to consistently dress separated, I said, I'll teach you about eternal security. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it was another awkward moment that I created uh, at, at that moment, uh, that day. Uh, winning friends and influencing people uh, is what I do. But Jesus saves us and he also keeps us. So the Lord was praying, and, and this is um, before the crucifixion. He is speaking to them, he's laying out, plans uh, and uh, and challenging them about many different things Uh, and um, a sermon that I heard years ago about you know his last commands should be our first concern Uh, and especially when it comes to the great commission and uh, the Lord is just he's ready uh, and he's going to be crucified uh, and he's telling them these important things. Uh, every, if, how many of you have a red-letter edition Bible in front of you? Uh, that's a, a, a great benefit to having uh, the Bible that is printed that way. Mine, the one I have here, is not a red-letter edition. Um, every word in the Bible, true, and, uh, and is important. Uh, every jot, every tittle, uh, I illustrate that for those of you who are new. The Bible says, and there were two other, comma, malfactors, comma, uh, speaking about those who are hung on the cross. And if there was one comma missing, that would make Jesus a malefactor and not the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. So every, every jot and tittle, every period, comma, semicolon, uh, all of that inspired of God and is important. It's why when, like in Bible colleges, you get points taken off if you, if you switch them out or you don't have the right types of, of punctuation. Uh, but the red letters in your Bible, um, all of it's, Written by God, all of it's written by the Holy Spirit. God's involved. It's His revelation. But for me, I just, um, whenever I see red in my Bible, uh, I kind of clue in on that. This is what Jesus is saying. This is what God is saying, uh, not just in His Word, but this is a, a special message for us. And when it comes to praying, He's praying that God would keep those uh, who, he had, uh, who He had ministered to uh, and who He had served, those he, he had healed, those who had come to faith uh, while He was uh, walking in the, this earth and ministering them. And, and He says to keep them through His name. When he was here and walking, he said, "I kept I kept them through your name, but I'm no longer going to be here." We know, uh, and not to get too bogged down into the Trinity and the Triune God, uh, that uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. And when we read this, there's a part of me as a as a finite uh, with a finite mind, uh, kind of like, "Okay, you're still going to be here." because God is everywhere, uh, and He says He's going to send the Comforter. And, uh, and we know that, uh, that the, the Holy Spirit of God and His ministries, and I believe that even uh, at creation, the Bible talks about uh, the Spirit. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we know uh, what God is saying, and often that confuses people because of uh, the different personalities of the Trinity. Uh, but He said, when I was here, I kept them, but you keep them through your name. And by the way, there's no other name. Uh, where we're kept there's no other name by which we're saved Uh, we were uh, talking about India uh, over lunch and uh, the missionaries that were here had spent he and his wife and one of a couple of their oldest kids uh, were with J.D. Moses and over in India at a time in the past and so we were talking about all that and when I think of um, Hindu people uh, and, and having preached there uh, and see it, the Hindu temples and, and all that with my own eyes, the millions uh, of gods uh, that uh, they believe in. Uh, and you go into um, a school or a, a temple or something, and they'll have little kind of pictures uh, up along the walls of, of many of these different gods. And, and right in the middle of them, you'll see a, a, a picture, kind of a, an Americanized, long hair, blue eyed, Uh, you know, Jesus amongst all of their other gods. To them, Jesus is just another God to add to the millions. When we believe that he is God, big G, uh, and that there are no other gods before him, and that's whose name we are kept. In fact, that's what I would preach uh, to Hindus about. uh, He's the God of gods, little g, uh, and he is the only one. And we are kept through his name. And that's what our Savior was praying for his disciples Uh, But then also, of course, is a prayer uh, for us uh, that we might be kept through his name. Uh, Then he says this in verse number 13. And now come I to thee and these things speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Now, uh, he's praying that we as believers would have his joy um, in ourselves, in themselves, in ourselves. Um, I like joy. Uh, I, 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 like, I like to be happy, I, I, uh, and I know that happiness isn't dependent on circumstances because our circumstances are fleeting. Just everything changes. Uh, what's that? The only thing that never changes, everything changes. Uh, and uh, so uh, we um, uh, will have circumstances um, tonight, tomorrow, whenever uh, that can tank uh, your happiness. But we also know that joy is not dependent on that. So we preach it and we talk about it and we know that Jesus is uh, the source of that joy. But it's not even uh, a joy that comes from serving the Lord or a joy uh, that comes from our, we look at creation and we see God's uh, beauty in that or uh, joy that might be present. Uh, It's his joy in us. Uh, And to me, that's another layer of joy that most Christians um, really never experience. Uh, we go through life and we, in pursuit of these types of things, but the only way to have the joy that Jesus is praying that we would have in ourselves, my joy fulfilled in you, uh, is, to, is to take on his yoke, uh, to uh, abide in Christ, um, to, to see you'll have joy in leading someone to Jesus uh, when you realize that all of heaven's rejoicing, uh, when one sinner comes to repentance. To know that Jesus lived, came and died, shed his blood for that sinner who just made a profession in Christ uh, should, be, should bring you uh, joy uh, that is in you through. It's the joy of Christ uh, in us. Unfortunately, uh, we, can, um, we can mention, like mentioned this morning, some folks that got saved yesterday. Uh, and it can just kind of like, not even... Uh, cause any type of emotional response, um, and and again, God's in control and God knows. And uh, but God help you or help me or any Christian uh, who, when hearing that someone's made a profession of faith, that we in our um, we are we're so critical and uh, and we are um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we uh, like we'll see if it lasts. Uh, well, time will tell. Uh, and, uh, and, then, and then we throw water on people's uh, salvation uh, and uh, tell them to calm down and slow down or whatever. Uh, it's really, new Christians convict people who've been saved for some time because yes. they're excited uh, about it's, uh, the things of God and it's new to them. Uh, and they've got, they've got joy deep down in their heart and it's a peace and a joy that God gives, but it's the joy. He says, Father, give them joy, my joy fulfilled in themselves. So when you, when you meditate on who God is and what he's doing, what he's done, and that he loves people and he wants to be them, see them saved uh, and uh, that no, no one uh, is, uh, um, uh, we, we're not, somebody asked me this morning if we are Reformed Baptists and, and I said, no, we're not. And because uh, a lot of times that means uh, Calvinistic and, and other types of things, um, we're not that way. We believe the Bible. Bibles Bible is the final rule of faith and practice, and you can take the Bible, get saved. Um, the new converts yesterday, give them a Bible, send them up to Mount Rainier, uh, say, come back when you're all done reading your Bible. They will not come back a Calvinist. Amen. Okay? Uh, it, it, that doesn't happen from reading the Bible. That happens from reading commentaries and, uh, and reading after John Calvin. Uh, and so joy, um, he says, keep them through your name, verse number 11, and then let them have his joy, Christ's joy, in themselves and fulfilled. Then verse number 17, and we spent some time on this this morning, so we won't spend too much on it right now. Uh, but, he, but he's praying that they might be sanctified. And that word sanctified really means to, uh, to keep us in a certain state or to keep us in a certain position or activity. Uh, it uh, means to be reserved or set apart um, closely to the word like consecration or devotion. Uh, it's, it's, we're spoken for. We're saved. We're we're held. And, uh, and he says to sanctify them. Remember, um, as the verse is said, he prayed that he won't take them out of the world, uh, but that he would send them uh, into the world, but that he would keep them from evil. And the way that God will keep us from evil is through his word. Uh, and his sanctify them through thy word uh, and thy word is truth. Uh, you, you can never go wrong with reading your Bible. Uh, I know people, you know, the, the 90 day challenge, some people buy it, they love it, they do it they, and, and others do it a couple times a year. Uh, and when you read it to get through it in 90 days, um, depending on your, you know, your level of, uh, of your speed Uh, cognition, you know, uh, all those types of things. People read at different paces. Uh, And in order to slow down, by the way, reading through it in 90 days is not the same as meditating on God's Word or memorizing that. Uh, There's a a function you're doing, you're reading it. Uh, And part of the reason is uh, it takes time. And I would much rather you spend uh, an hour or 90 minutes or whatever it is, however long it takes you. I'd rather you be doing that than, than watching television. You know, or there's other activities that you have to not do in order to to get through your Bible uh, in 90 days. Um, but it always helps you, even when you don't think it's sticking. Uh, it is, it is, it is working. Uh, and uh, and the Holy Spirit of God, like you might think, I have a terrible time memorizing God's Word, uh, but then when you start sharing the gospel with somebody, all of a sudden verses just start popping out. Now, you might not remember you know, uh, what chapter and verse that it's in, and you know it's in there. And, and you might be coming up with maybe a new version uh, all on your own uh, as, you're, as you're quoting it. Got to be careful. Uh, but, uh, but those scriptures will come to your mind. Uh, and uh, as, you, uh, as you attempt to share the gospel with people. So he says, sanctify them, uh, and, and it could be everything. It could be the sanctification uh, process, the cleansing. He cleanses us through his word. He sets us apart. We go to the Bible. We understand our purpose, his plan for our life, that we're to, be, uh, to come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord, uh, that we're a peculiar people. Uh, and uh, But he's, he's praying uh, that God would not take the people out of the world, that he would send them into the world, sanctified, consecrated, dedicated to um, his plan. So that's what Jesus prayed. Uh, That's how we're supposed to be. Um, We're we're not, you know, your plans and goals and all that kind of stuff, and everybody has them, and I encourage people to plan, uh, and, and all of that being what it is. Uh, but when you boil everything back, our lives are to be lived to glorify God, uh, to lead people to Christ, to, to serve God. Uh, and that should be uh, on the front of our mind. It's what our Savior told us to do, and it's what He's praying for them uh, to do, praying for them to be uh, salt and light in, uh, in this world, not of this world, but in it. And kept from evil through the Bible. Um, Every when when you go to me or whomever and you say, "I need help. Uh, This is the problem I've got in my life. Here's the temptation. Here's the sin, uh, prevailing sin. Here's the whatever type of sin uh, of commission, omission." uh, And and I say to you, Are you reading your Bible? And, and you want some other magic words to come out of my mouth to fix your problem. Uh, and, uh, but the fact is, it's, you just got to get in, this, in the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God will keep you. What does he say? Hide uh, his words in our heart that we might not what? Sin against thee. Um, it's, it's not cliche or a pat answer. It isn't uh, that I don't have time to give you some deeper uh, solution to your problem. Um, it's just we've got to get into the Word of God. Uh, I believe that Jesus is the uh, one size fits all solution to uh, to the problems of today in each and every one of our individual uh, problems. We need Jesus in our life Uh, and uh, in the Bible, the word of God um, is it might not be in schools and it might not be, you know, uh, on in our public places and all the places where it should be, but it should be in your home. Uh, and it, should be, it should be in your hands. You should be reading it, and, and that's what our Lord prayed. Uh, he knows we were going to be in a difficult spot, because He was. Uh, and as much as like, God, take us out of here. Uh, and we, there's part of our spirit as we of the hope of glory that we, we look for His return, and we long for His return, uh, and, and we pray that it would be soon. Uh, but but we, we still should have this spirit... And, uh, in our mind and heart, that there there are there are people that I know that need Jesus, uh, and uh, and it's like not today, Lord. Um, just just one more soul uh, to walk down the aisle. I love that uh, love that that song uh, that uh, I guess a bluegrassy song. Uh, but uh, we are to be sanctified. Here's the next one, verse number twenty one. Uh, he's praying that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, uh, that they may be one even as we are. Um, our Lord uh, prayed that the disciples, those who uh, were saved, those who followed the Lord... Uh, and uh, gave their life uh, to take up their cross and follow Him, to live a crucified life, uh, to, to, to follow in the Lord's steps uh, in this regard, uh, that they would be unified, that they would be one, that they all may be one. Not just Paul. Paul, in his epistles, stresses unity uh, a lot. Um, but Jesus himself, in his prayer, he wants that. And when we don't have oneness uh, in unity, Uh, this disunity uh, that can take place. Um, By the way, God says, these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination. Two of them are people. He says, he that soweth discord. Uh, I've been dealing with uh, some other churches and uh, trying to help pastors and church members. In fact, I spent, uh, what day it was, Friday or Thursday or whatever, uh, five hours on the telephone um, um, just trying to help uh, another church and one of the big problems, uh, and it's somebody that I, that I, I care for, uh, and I've known for a long time, uh, and they are um, just causing all kinds of problems. And so I told somebody who's kind of dealing with the situation, uh, I said, that guy has to go. Um, you've got to get rid of him. And, uh, and you say, well, that's not a very Christian thing to do, um, but... Uh, that that unfamiliar sound and that discord, God hates it. And and I'm not talking about you know you know you disagree with something I said or uh, or somebody else. And there, we're human beings, and uh, not everybody is going to agree, uh, believe the same things. And we give deference because we prefer one another. And if we esteem others better than self, uh, that will solve. Uh, many of the conflicts, and we know that only by pride comes contention. So in a church problem and difficulty, pride is being offended, there's strife, there's conflict, but the Bible says you remove uh, the tailbearer and the strife will cease. And, and uh, what, we, what we need more of in Bible-preaching churches is church discipline. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so I said, first, order of business uh, for, uh, for the pastor, the new pastor, whomever, uh, is to, is to, is to address this guy. And if he doesn't get it right, uh, you need to discipline and kick him out of church, uh, because it's only then, uh, that you will have unity, uh, in there. God lays a premium on my, Jesus prays for it. Paul preaches about it, uh, you know, uh, so much, uh, in his epistles, uh, we need to have that. Uh, and it isn't just, okay, oh, it's your way or no way or your way or the highway. Um, there, I need to be sensitive to the Spirit's leading. Uh, I, need to, I hear other people and I talk, I talk with people. I have counselors here. I have counselors outside there. Uh, but when, when there's somebody who is, uh, who is, who is causing discord, um, it grieves the heart of God. Uh, and, and, and we don't want that. So the idea is you go, hey, stop it. Uh, and if they don't stop it, you take somebody else and you both say, stop it. Uh, and then if they don't stop it, you go before the church and say they won't stop it. So we're putting them out for, uh, uh, for the destruction of the flesh. The goal uh, is for them to repent and to be, and to be um, back together with the church. Uh, and uh, in some of these instances, or whatever, and you know, I've had people say, "Well, are these people welcome to come to your church?" And on and on, I said, "Absolutely, one hundred percent." I said, "If they're under church discipline, we can't we can't accept them into our fellowship." And Let me say this: we're probably one of the only churches in the area that would be that way. Um, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't matter. You can kick somebody out of church, and the pa- next pastor across town will take them into their membership like a week the week after. Um, Church is serious business um, to God. And so he's praying that they would be one. Uh, Look at verse number 20. Uh, Neither pray I for these alone, but notice what it says, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Did you catch that? Um, I believe that somebody who is lost, uh, they don't know Jesus. The Bible says if you're not saved, you're not of, of our Heavenly Father, you're of your father the devil. You're under condemnation. As we read in John chapter number three, um, God loves the whole world. Uh, not everybody um, is His child. Uh, so you are either a child of God or you're a child of the devil. When a child of the devil prays, um, God doesn't the prayer that He hears is a prayer of repentance and faith uh, to be saved. Uh, the child of the devil prays, uh, "Dear God, help me find a job." Dear God, whatever it is, um, they they they're not on praying grounds with with. Uh, With the Heavenly Father, they're not one of His children. Um, One of your kids can come up to me and say, "Pastor, I need a I need a pair of shoes. Can you buy me a pair of shoes?" And uh, you know, and I might, you know, they might catch me at the right time and say, "Okay, which one? What do you want? Let's go get them." Uh, But but I also can say, you know what? Your daddy needs to buy you a pair of shoes. Uh, And why? It's not my responsibility. I can be kind and do that, and we all could do that. But you understand, Um, it's not God's. God's not obligated. By the way, God's not obligated for, to even His own children uh, to bail us out of every problem or to answer every prayer when we pray it uh, amiss or pray it uh, to consume it upon our own lust. Uh, but uh, so someone who is not saved, they regard iniquity in, the, in their heart. The Lord doesn't hear their prayers. That's why as Christians, we need to be uh, have short accounts with God, be prayed up, uh, we're, we're not under condemnation, we are accepted into beloved, but sin withholding good things from us. And we need to pray in and, and, uh, and, and those things, uh, all of that is true. But this verse says that, that Jesus not only prays for those uh, uh, people that are his disciples, but he prays for them which shall believe on me through their word. Um, Jesus is praying for your lost uncle, so you should be praying for your your lost uncle. Um, and he's praying that they would be reached through his word. Not only should you be praying for your lost uncle, uh, and kind of what we talked about this morning, uh, but you should actively be witnessing to him, uh, sharing the gospel. Uh, in, in, in people who don't want to hear it... Um, there's a lot of, every Christian ought to pick up books on communication and just read them and just learn how to have crucial conversations, all of that. You know, you can say to somebody that you know is going to be mad at, at you for saying uh, that Jesus loves them. You say, you say this, you say, I know this is going to make you mad. But you just, you take the teeth right out of the, out of the whole thing. They will not be as mad at you had you not said that uh, to start out the conversation. You say, I know you're not going to like to hear this, but Jesus loves you and I love you. I mean, how can they get angry at that? Uh, and so um, Jesus is praying for those who be reached through, uh, through his word uh, and he's praying that we would be in the world uh, reaching them uh, and he's, pr- he's praying for them. Um, and I, in, in fact, you can take this verse and, and you can say, you know what? Uh, my Savior's praying for you. I had a cop one time uh, that wasn't having uh, you know, me. He didn't want me in his car uh, as a chaplain or whatever. It's just that, their office, and I get it. It's kind of their space. And, and, uh, and whenever you know, uh, a, a, a reverend uh, is in the vehicle, it kind of um, cramps their style uh, a little bit. And uh, so he would he would say stuff. I'd show up uh, at the station. He'd say, "Hey, hey, pastor, how's your cult doing?" And uh, and I'd say, "Well, we sacrificed a goat for you today." <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I would just kind of go with it. I, uh, and uh, but I would tell him, I said, "You know what?" Our, I said, "Our cult's praying for you. Um, Jesus is praying for you." Uh, and, and and you just it disarms people. Um, and, and, you, and a soft answer turns away wrath. There's a lot to be said about uh, that's part of communication. Um, or it takes two to tango or two to argue. Um, but when you bring it down a notch and you don't fight, and you don't fight back, it does wonders uh, for the dynamic. Somebody says, I, you, Christian, blah, 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 and say, you know what? I love you. And they're like, Because they, they want you to fight with them, and, uh, and so just don't fight back. Just tell them Jesus loves them, praying for them. And, uh, and so he says that uh, in, uh, in verse number 20 uh, that uh, he, he's praying to be a blessing uh, to others that we would be and he's praying for them. Look at verse number, next one, verse uh, 26. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Uh, so the Lord's praying that we would possess uh, the father's love, uh, the love that he has for his son. You, um, that is a precious gift and that's a huge prayer. He's, he's praying that, that the same love that God has for the son would be in us and that, that he would be uh, in us. He, he tells us elsewhere to love like we've been loved. We love him because he first loved us. Everything we know about love uh, comes from God. Uh, But he says, the love wherein thou hast loved me may may be in them. Uh, That's pretty precious when you think about it. And it's just one part of a prayer uh, in the book of John that when we're reading, we we kind of skip over it. We may not notice it, but our Savior is praying that we would possess the same love. Uh, that God the Father had for him uh, and that, uh, that he uh, uh, would be in us and I in them. Uh, and, and that is uh, a gift uh, like no other. And then the last one will be done as in verse number 24. He prays, "'Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation uh, of the world.'" Um, our Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, praying uh, that uh, we would be able to, to behold His glory, that we would go to where He is. Uh, earlier on in John 14, He says, Let not your heart be troubled. Uh, you know, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I am looking forward, um, you know, to uh, the mansion that God has uh, prepared for me. Um, uh, at my house, uh, I, we, bought, we bought a house that was a um, they built in a subdivision or whatever and right out of the gate you know like stuff was falling apart and uh, one of the things that bugs me is the squeaky floors and it's a squeak 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 because they're not supposed to do that and uh and uh, and I know this whatever I don't, Whatever the square footage of my mansion will be in heaven, whatever words, I'm just looking forward to no squeaky floors. There're gonna be no squeaky floors uh, in the mansion that God has prepared for me. Why? Because He loves me, and He knows that bothers me, and He doesn't want me bothered in heaven. Uh, and uh, and so, uh, but I'm so I'm looking forward to heaven and all that God has prepared. And He says, I have not seen nor ear heard. Uh, there's gates of pearl and there's streets of gold. All the stuff that we value so much here, we walk on. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's going to be a, a, a wonderful place. We conjure up images uh, for those of you who like to fish. There's a river that runs right through your property with you know 20 pound steelhead uh, that you can catch and uh, probably catch and release. Uh, it's not that God's a vegan. It's just you know it's heaven. Uh, and uh, uh, but uh, we think of all these all these things uh, that heaven will look like. But you know what? It's more important than all of it. Is He's going to be there? And, he's, and he prays that, that we will come to see him, to go where that he is going, uh, and that we will behold his glory, uh, for thou lovest me before the foundation uh, of the world. And so um, what a tremendous prayer uh, that our Savior prays for us. This is the Lord's Prayer, uh, not uh, in the Beatitudes, uh, but this is our Savior uh, praying for us. And he's praying um, for the disciples as he's getting ready uh, to, to meet uh, the will of God uh, and to go through all that, uh, that he has gone through. And again, blessings and thank you uh, for, uh, for giving us the trip because we'll get to see, you know, the garden of guests. How so many. And, uh, Did you buy a good camera? Yeah, got on my iPhone. <laughs> yes, those are the best cameras you can have pretty much. And, uh, and I told somebody, I promise I'm not going to send picture after picture, after all this different stuff. And, and, of course, I'll take all that. But to know that um, God, uh, and uh, who made all of it, uh, condescends to man. He comes to earth uh, and he goes to where he's going. He's praying. And, uh, and, he, and he prays. But we, when we read this stuff, uh, as we read through the Gospels, we, we, we just take for granted um, what is he's actually saying. Uh, and uh, the inspiration of it, uh, and, and how the 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 theological deepness, uh, but but even you know theology is important, doctrine is important, but the personal touch in Jesus's prayer uh, for for all of us, um, it's like why would it? Why wouldn't you, as a Christian, strive to please Him and to live for Him when He thinks this way? We know he's bringing us to an expected end. He, he counts the hairs on our head, and uh, he knows us before he even forms us in the belly. Uh, but he who is be, who is um, eternity past and eternity future, uh, the God of of of, of everything, um, he, he prays for us in such a personal uh, way to know Him uh, in in such a uh, an intimate uh, an intimate way that. You know, we, we, you can't get from just hanging your Bible up uh, when you leave church on Sunday morning and not, and not coming back and, and then just kind of sleeping your way through a morning service. And, and it, you just, you can't get there doing that and being that. Um, it, is, it is a, I'm not talking about enlightenment or whatever, uh, but the light bulb's got to come on is that, the, that God um, is, is living in me and I and I'm to abide in Him, uh, and uh, and He wants way more for me than I want for myself, when it comes to uh, my communion with Him, uh, and and I've just gotta I've just gotta work harder, at at putting putting more effort into it. As He says, He says, "You draw nigh unto Me, and I'll draw nigh unto you." And blah, you know, I've got this going on and that going on, and just can't you know, and uh, and I'm not. I'm not just talking about church attendance. I'm not, it's, it's the whole thing. Um, I mean, God should be front of mind uh, and in our heart all the time, on our lips. Uh, and you so say, I should be thinking God 24-7? Yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, maybe that's our problem. We don't. Uh, we get caught up in, in everything else and we don't, we don't think of him. And so uh, those were just seven things, seven prayers that he prays for us. Uh, in John chapter number 17. I hope that you dig into them uh, and that you see our precious there. Let's all stand uh, tonight and uh, we'll, uh, we'll pray. Maybe tonight by way of invitation, we'll pray. Just thank him for praying for us.